Chapter Ten of Stories from Pentamerone. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joy Chan. Stories from Pentamerone by Giambattista Passire. Chapter Ten Parsley. This is one of the stories which that good soul, my uncle's grandmother, whom heaven take to glory, used to tell. And, unless I have put on my spectacles upside down, I fancy it will give you pleasure. There was, once upon a time, a woman named Pascadosia, and one day, when she was standing at her window, she looked into the garden of an ogress. She saw such a fine bed of parsley that she almost fainted away with desire for some. So when the ogress went out, she could not restrain herself any longer, but plucked a handful of it. The ogress came home and was going to cook her pottage when she found that someone had been stealing the parsley and said, Ill luck to me, but I'll catch this long fingered rogue and make him repent it. I'll teach him to his cost that every one should eat off his own platter and not meddle with other folks' cups. The poor woman went out again and again down into the garden until one morning the ogress met her and in a furious rage exclaimed, "'Have I caught you at last, you thief, you rogue? "'Prithee, do you pay the rent of the garden "'that you come in this impudent way and steal my plants? "'By my faith, I'll make you do penance "'without sending you to Rome.' "'Poor Pascadosia, in a terrible fright, "'began to make excuses, "'saying that neither from gluttony nor the craving of hunger "'had she been tempted by the devil to commit this fault, "'but from her fear lest her child "'should be born with a crop of parsley on its face.' "'Words are but wind,' answered the ogress. "'I am not to be caught with such prattle. "'You have closed the balance-sheet of life "'unless you promise to give me the child, girl or boy, "'whichever it may be.' "'The poor woman, in order to escape the peril in which she found herself, "'saw with one hand upon the other to keep the promise, "'and so the ogress let her go free. "'But when the baby came, it was a little girl, "'so beautiful that she was a joy to look upon.' who was named Parsley. The little girl grew from day to day, until, when she was seven years old, her mother sent her to school. And every time she went along the street and met the ogress, the old woman said to her, "'Tell your mother to remember her promise.' And she went on repeating this message so often, that the poor mother, having no longer patience to listen to the refrain, said one day to Parsley, "'If you meet the old woman as usual, and she reminds you of the hateful promise,' Answer her, take it. When Parsley, who dreamt of no ill, met the ogress again, and heard her repeat the same words, she answered innocently as her mother had told her, whereupon the ogress, seizing her by her hair, carried her off to a wood which the horses of the sun never entered, not having paid the toll to the pastures of those shades. Then she put the poor girl into a tower, which she caused to arise by her art, having neither gate nor ladder, but only a little window through which she ascended and descended, by means of Parsley's hair, which was very long, just as sailors climb up and down the mast of a ship. Now it happened one day, when the ogress had left the tower, that Parsley put her head out of the little window, and let loose her tresses in the sun, and the son of a prince passing by saw those two golden banners, which invited all souls to enlist under the standard of beauty, and beholding with amazement, in the midst of those gleaming waves, a face that enchanted all hearts, 
he fell desperately in love with such wonderful beauty, and sending her a memorial of sighs, she decreed to receive him into favour. She told him her troubles, and implored him to rescue her. But a gossip of the ogress, who was forever prying into things that did not concern her, and poking her nose into every corner, overheard the secret, and told the wicked woman to be on the lookout, for Parsley had been seen talking with a certain youth, and she had her suspicions. The ogress thanked the gossip for the information, and said that she would take good care to stop up the road. As to Parsley, it was, moreover, impossible for her to escape, as she had laid a spell upon her, so that unless she had in her hand the three gall-nuts which were in a rafter in the kitchen, it would be labour lost to attempt to get away. Whilst they were thus talking together, Parsley, who stood with her ears wide open, and had some suspicion of the gossip, overheard all that had passed, and when night had spread out her black garments to keep them from the moth, and the prince had come as they had appointed, she let fall her hair. He seized it with both hands and cried, Draw up! When he was drawn up, she made him first climb onto the rafters and find the gallnuts, knowing well what effect they would have, as she had been enchanted by the ogress. Then, having made a rope ladder, they both descended to the ground, took to their heels, and ran off towards the city. But the gossip, happening to see them come out, set up a loud halloo, and began to shout and make such a noise that the ogress awoke, and seeing that Parsley had run away, she descended by the same ladder, which was still fastened to the window, and set off after the couple, who, when they saw her coming at their heels faster than a horse let loose, gave themselves up for lost. But Parsley, recollecting the gallnuts, quickly threw one of the ground, and lo, instantly a Corsican bulldog started up, O oh, mother, such a terrible beast, which, with open jaws and barking loud, flew at the ogress as if to swallow her at a mouthful. But the old woman, who was more cunning and spiteful than ever, put her hand into her pocket, and pulling out a piece of bread, gave it to the dog, which made him hang his tail and allay his fury. Then she turned to run after the fugitives again, but Parsley, seeing her approach, threw the second gallnut on the ground, and lo, a fierce lion arose, who, lashing the earth with his tail, and shaking his mane, and opening wide his jaws a yard apart, was just preparing to make a slaughter of the ogress, when, turning quickly back, she stripped the skin off an ass which was grazing in the middle of a meadow, and ran at the lion, who, fancying it a real jackass, was so frightened that he bounded away as fast as he could. The ogress, having leapt over the second ditch, turned again to pursue the poor lovers, who, hearing the clatter of her heels, and seeing clouds of dust that rose up to the sky, knew that she was coming again. But the old woman, who was every moment in dread lest the lion should pursue her, had not taken off the ass's skin, and when Parsley now threw down the third gallnut, there sprang up a wolf, who, without giving the ogress time to play any new trick, gobbled her up just as she was in the shape of a jackass. So Parsley and the prince, now freed from danger, went their way leisurely and quietly to the prince's kingdom, where, with his father's free consent, they were married. Thus, after all these storms of fate, they experienced the truth that one hour in port, the sailor, freed from fears, forgets the tempests of a hundred years. End of chapter 10